0: The biggest legacy we can give to our children is to teach them smart money habits. But what does it actually mean? Our guest today is Dr. Amanda Barienti. shares with us what parents could work on in their financial life to begin their journey. The very first step everyone can take is to start asking yourself questions about how you feel and how you think around money. Tune in into our conversation. Get actionable tips and learn from the best experts on how to stop trading time for money. It is now the time you started living your best financial life. My name is Anna Shergunina and welcome to the Money Boss Podcast. Hey, Money Bosses, Anna is here and welcome back to the Money Boss Podcast. I am excited for our guest today because I'm going to focus on talking about how do we create money-confident kids. You all know this is a podcast focused on helping busy families like mine, like yours, really be smart with finances. But at the end of the day, the biggest legacy we can live is what and how we teach our kids, especially when it comes to money. So our guest today is Dr. Amanda Barrientes, who is known as the money healer, a business consultant who helps coaches and online entrepreneurs heal their relationship to money so they can work less, make more, and have fun on their business building journey. Dr. Amanda, welcome to the show. Hey, Anna. Thanks for having me on. I'm so excited to be here. I know. I am too. Mighty conversations are my favorite. But if you pair that up with talking about how do we, as adults, as parents, as business owners, which many of us are, really instill these money smart habits in our kids, I am all down. So let's kind of get into it. I'd love for you to share with our audience. We can start with just tell us a little bit about how you you ended up on your journey and why talking
1: about money kind of conversations is interesting to you. Yeah, you know, it was one of my favorite audiences to talk to as parents and mamas, especially, because, you know, my journey really started as a massive downfall of becoming a single mom. So I ended my 15 year marriage having an affair. And then my next relationship wasn't working out. So here I was sitting on the floor of the basement and the guy that I was living with for a long time was moving out. And I had been looking, and at the time it was Craigslist and the paper for houses all day, and I couldn't afford anything. And I was, you know, scared. I have three kids. I was in grad school and I was just sitting there going, Oh my God, what do I do? I'm terrified. I'd been going to a free counselor at my university where I was teaching, and, you know, she said, You got to go on food stamps. And I was super embarrassed and ashamed. And I just had a lot of of hard stuff going on. And so I remember that night I was sitting on the floor and I was crying. And all of a sudden I just had this thought like, Oh my God, I'm the center of all this. Like I'm, this is a pattern for me. What am I going to do about it? And so I decided in that moment, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to become a different person who can have a healthy relationship and get unstuck with this money problem that I have. And so it led to podcasts. So, because I was super busy and I didn't have a lot of money, so I started listening to podcasts all the time, every chance I got. You know, I was really busy, of course, but I had spare moments when I was driving my kids to school or doing the dishes, you know, folding laundry, walking between classes. And I would just listen to podcasts, listen to podcasts, listen to podcasts. podcasts. And I started integrating and implementing everything I was learning and it started to work. And And the thing I noticed was that all of the podcasters were coaches. And I was like, huh, this is interesting. (laughs) And simultaneously, I I love the way the universe works. We had this departmental fallout, like national news fallout. I mean, professors leaving and people were just really stressed in my department. And I was like, I don't think I want to be a professor because that's what I was in grad school to become a professor. And I was like, I don't don't see how I'm ever going to get out of my student loan debt if I become a professor. I don't like this amount of stress. And all the podcasters were coaches. I'm like, maybe I'll become a coach. <laughs> and so I decided I'm going to take the leap. And in my first year of business, I went six figures, implementing all the things I had been learning. And so since that time, you know, there's been a lot of roller coaster rides and evolution of my business. It's really become this thing of helping people heal their relationship to money because we get so stuck in money and. If you remember that your outer world is a reflection of your inner world, and if you don't like what you're getting on the outside, you got to change what was is within. That's really what I help people do. And money is a really tangible way to see where people have inner critic blocks and limiting beliefs and things like that. So I love to work with people on money. You know, especially I had a lot of charges around women being disempowered about money and that they weren't able to be powerful breadwinners or powerful financial financially independent. You know, just powerhouses. And so I love to work with women in that way.
0: I love your story and a lot of, and I've heard these conversations and frankly, this is actually one of the reasons I started a podcast too. I mean, being busy just like you are and trying to (laughs) trying to do a lot of of things, but it also like, it's a cool platform to have conversations and to learn from others. And so I've heard a lot from the guests that I had, because what I do is really technical work, right? The, the financial planning, putting out the plan together and helping clients go through it and implement it. And and I see this too. I have seen it for years, like these blocks that you're talking about in all kinds of ways. Yeah. Um, you know, whether it's we can't save, we can't seem to save enough money, we can't seem like to stop spending, we can't seem to agree with each other and and yeah. all of that. Stuff that just like it all shows up in all you know kinds of ways for us. what really started to change for me personally, obviously becoming a mom and kind of you know diving on that on that journey and now my son is still very young. he's not even three yet. but I'm starting to think about you know all of these, habits and rituals and things that I do, right? And even like what he sees, my husband and I, you know, and, and how we treat money. And it starts to really hit me hard as like, okay, what kind of messages are we sending? And ways yeah. to give, you know, to give and teach so that he doesn't have the same challenges I do because I, you know, I'm not perfect. I'm sure there's, you know, listeners could admit to that here too. So when you look at all of this, right, and you come from the same place, like, where do you begin? I know for a lot of people, like something dramatic, like some kind of trauma has to happen or some kind of event, but if, if it's not right, if you're kind of doing okay, but you just like intuitively know that something has to change. So where do that, like help us get on that journey of like moving one step at a time.
1: Yeah. You know, something I want to say that's so important that you just, you shared is we notice our kids, when we have kids i think one of the greatest things about having kids is that you start to see yourself in them and you start to realize i want to improve because i don't want them to model the things that i think held me back and so especially with money we we've got to be the model for our kids and if we didn't most of us i mean i'd say 95% of us maybe more did not get incredible modeling around money it's one of those topics that we have a lot of shame and embarrassment about and fear and inadequacy and uncertainty so, you know, I always tell people two of the things that no one wants to talk about at the dinner table is sex and money. And it's like money just brings up a lot of fear for people. And so, you know, it sometimes it's not even about what you are saying verbally to your kids. It's what you're modeling and how you feel about money. And, you know, I like that you said the people you con- that come in to see you, you know, you can see all the different things that they have struggles with in terms of money because... It will amplify all the inner things you're feeling, you know, and then we have a hard time with talking about it and understanding how to be empowered with it, how to hold our own independence while also being interdependent in our relationships. How do you teach your kids to be financially empowered? I mean, there's so much there. And so, you know, to get started, I always start people out with a money story. And so part of the reason I created, you know, the Money Blocks profile is because I had every entrepreneur I worked with go through a money story because that's what I started in shifting my journey. And it was consciousness around wealth building, consciousness around what do I even think about money? You know, I think if everyone here is listening and they stop to ask themselves, what do I believe about money? They they'll realize they've probably never actually asked themselves that question unless they've worked with someone like me, like a money coach or read really specific books around wealth development and money mindset. Because we take for granted that we are taught about money. So we think, I should know what to do with it. I'm not, you know, like I, I should have all the answers. And so anytime we don't, we feel it's kind of embarrassed and we don't know where to turn. And then we forget to just ask ourselves the first question like, what do I feel about money? What do I believe about money? What do I think about wealthy people? You know, what do I want with my money? How, those are important questions. And so I always start people on that journey of self discovery. And personal empowerment. You know, I tell people my podcast used to be called Max Potential Habits. It's it's now Max Potential Money. But when it was Max Potential Habits, same thing. You're building a habit, right? Everything that you get in your life is based on a habit, and so you want to start developing consciousness around consciousness, awareness, wealth consciousness around like, hmm, how do I feel about money? And if I don't feel good about the money I make, I don't care what amount it is, then you have a money block. If you don't like the amount of money you have in the bank, or you're fighting about money, or you're scared, or you feel stress about it, or you feel like, oh, no, I'm, there's never going to be enough. I'm running out of time. Those are money blocks. And so I've never met a person who doesn't have them, including myself, because you never get rid of them. You just break through new levels of yourself. And so your first step is to start questioning everything that you believe about money and really go like, what do I believe about money? Why do I believe that? Where did that belief come from? And, and that's the first step on the journey.
0: Yeah I like I like that Tony Robbins actually went to a conference last week. He was he was the only keynote speaker and you know one of the things that and I know because I've been to a couple of his other seminars and one of the things that he teaches is I don't I think I'm misquoting it but something like if you want to improve the quality of your life you have to start asking questions right yeah. uh, of your And and the better you get at asking questions, the better, you know, results you're going to get. So it's like, it's, it's what you're describing. It's like, you start, you have to start digging in, right? Like, and it may not, like on the first question you ask that you get the answer, but eventually it will come out. So yeah, I was like, wow, this is, you're speaking the same thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Nobody's patterns, guys, right? Like if you hear others, if you hear things a couple of times from from different places, it must be true, right? It must be something that You definitely need to start implementing. So do you have some prompting questions that you can share with us?
1: Like, I know you can, you know, I mean, something simple. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I have people often write down wealthy people are blank. Like, what are they? And just write down everything you can think of. One of the greatest ones that I always integrate into having people do a money story is asking themselves, what's my very first memory of money? And most people will have it very specifically. You know, they might take a couple minutes, sometimes they're like, what was it? And then they think of it and they're like, oh my God, I remember it from 65 years ago or, you know, however old they are. And it's impactful. And you want to start to question, okay, what was my first experience of money and what did that cause me to believe? And for some people, it's a very empowering story. It's for some people, it's a very disempowering story. And what happens is that you train your brain in the direction because the way you you start to develop your experience, the, the way that you develop your adult reality is from when you were a kid. And when you're a kid from ages zero to seven, your brain's like a sponge and it's just soaking everything up. It doesn't have any discrimination at all. It just goes, oh, that's what's happening here. That's what's happening here. That's what's happening here. It gets stored in their subconscious mind. And so kids are like absorbent sponges to their surrounding. So if they're surrounded by, let's say, parents fighting about money, they start to develop the belief money causes stress. And so when they grow up, they in their business, this will show up as like, oh, my God, if I make too much money, I'm going to be stressed out. So they sabotage. So they get to a certain amount that they feel unconsciously comfortable with. And if they get beyond that, they sabotage that amount. And they can't understand why because they haven't taken the time to pick apart those initial money beliefs and understand where they came from and what they even are.
0: I hear this a lot too, this, this magical, uh, you know, age for kids zero to seven and all of this that happens, right. The, the way that their brains are developing and all these messages that they're soaking up. So what can we do as parents? Like, I know you, the first thing, obviously I think ready to understand, you have to do the work on yourself. Like if, yeah. even we're talking about, you know, how do we instill these, these awesome money habits in kids? Like it starts with, with us, right? Like that's the, the first step. So asking yeah. yourself questions. I know that the behavior, right, isn't going to change overnight, like even though if you start digging and it's going to take some time, but what, what examples would we set for the kids, right? If, so so it's like, we think of that kind of a magical
1: zero to seven age? You know, it's going to, it's absolutely going to be, your most important thing is your energy around it because kids feel the energy more than we think. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you know, it's like they're absorbing your stress. Whether you're talking about it or not, they feel it. So if you are interacting with money and you feel stressed, they're like, they get that coded belief. Money causes stress. If you are interacting with money and you're going, there's never enough. Oh my God, I'm running out of time. I can't work hard enough to make, you know, think, oh, you know, even if you're 30 years away from retirement, I know all kinds of people who are freaked out about the amount of money they're making right now because then they go, oh my God, I'm not going to be able to retire. If their kids are experiencing that, they are creating a belief system around money being scarce. And so your consciousness is by far the most important thing. So that's you watching how you feel when you interact with money watching what you say when you interact with money and then planting experiences for your kids that are empowering financially right so you want to be having conversations that are open with them about money what do they think about money you know instead of telling them they have to work hard you know we tell our kids from such a young age work hard, work hard, work hard, work hard, work hard and they start to believe I got to work hard to make money What if we train our kids to go like ooh how can you come up with 10 ways to have this dollar turn into ten dollars? Let's make it a fun game. Then they're like, oh, money's a fun game. Ooh, I can have this money turn into $10. How does that happen? And at seven, that's a fun, playful game. And they're like, $10 is a lot of money to a little kid. You know, so they're like, this is fun. Let's have fun with money. Let's let money make money for it. Let's come up with ideas. Let's brainstorm, be solution-oriented instead of fearful and not talk about it or fearful and fight about it.
0: I love that. I've heard something recently too. And one of the concepts that I talk a lot about with parents is... It's a common question, maybe for kids that are not, you know, a little bit older. My son is, is almost three. But once, once you start to introduce the money and like, okay, what do you do? Do you give an allowance? Do you not give an allowance? How do you actually start to kind of get these concepts in, in their real hands? And something that really stuck with me was if you want your kids, I mean, the concept of working hard is great, right? Like you work hard, you do these things, and then this happens for you. And I'm not dismissing that, but something was interesting. Where it was around, and this is the big theme these days for all us, like entrepreneurship, right? And you sort of go on a different path. It's not a traditional path where you, you know, get your degree, you graduate, you you know, have a good job, you know, you kind of successful here. So if you want your kids to be entrepreneurs, just like you're talking about, you know, these are the the different ways you you money. These are the different ways you earn money. You have to teach them different skills, right? You have to introduce different ideas to them because it's, it's a completely different, you know, framework world and mindset altogether. So I was like, wow. Okay. Yeah. With me. Because at the end of the day, it isn't just, yes, it is about working hard, but it's also like that saying, work smarter, not harder.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say like, is it about working hard? We have, we are so ingrained to believe that we've got to work hard to make money. What if that's not true? Like do most people listening to this are not going to, they're conflicted about it. They're like, I'm supposed to teach my kids to work hard. Like that's what's going to save them. And that's why they end up with anxiety, depression, guilt, fear, shame. They don't know what they want to do in the world because they get this idea like, oh my God, I've got to choose a job that makes money and I've got to work hard at it. And then someday I can retire. That's ingrained in us culturally, everywhere we look, everyone we talk to. And so it doesn't give you the freedom to go, how could I play to earn my money? Like how could I play for money? How could money be playful and fun? We we start so young believing like I gotta work hard for my money, and we believe that that's actually a really powerful quality to instill in our kids. And I want everyone to question: Is that actually true? How could they work and play to make easy money that grows and flows with fun and joy and freedom and creates expansive passive income streams? You know, like, how can you start training your kids at is is five years old to do that? They're going to then have such a happier, more free-filled life where they have choice. You know, it's, it's a, it is a mindset. And so that mindset, let's say, of an entrepreneur or an entrepreneur, it could be like, I'm dedicated to living in my zone of genius, doing what I love to make money. What if we instill their kids with that belief from a young age? Like, ooh, I'll give you an allowance if you show me 10 fun ways to make money right now. You know, like, just completely change the paradigm. And and that's money healing in my mind, like because we've been told some really negative toxic things about money that cause us to live an entire life of, of feeling like we're in prison.
0: Yeah. And it's it's actually interesting because even in the training and the work that I do and how the whole financial planning industry is, is settled, is to follow that model, right? These are the this is the path you go on. These are the things you do you you save you you know you invest your money yes that's you know part of it and then you're gonna to get to our retirement phase and that's when the magic happens yeah <laughs> but, but a lot of people used to say well that's not the path I want to go on yeah we um, do these things sooner like I don't want to I wait to travel until I'm 65 I'm doing it right now right so yeah. a lot of around what we do as adults too has has really tremendously shifted. So like that passive income that you're talking about and the freedom and having fun with it is, is really, really awesome idea. So let's talk a little bit about that as it relates to, to kids. So like, I know like this zero to seven is a really critical phase where you know, they're like sponges absorbing anything. At what point do we really get real with these concepts and we start to like really get down in the
1: weeds and, and teach them these lessons? Yeah. You know, I want to, I think it's important to say, don't worry if your kids are older than seven and you're going, oh no. And you start beating yourself up and going, I've ruined my kids. It's over. <laughs> you know, it's, it's your kid's choice at any point in time to start to shift their beliefs in a new direction. And it will be, you can, you can train their brain in a new direction as well as starting today. You know, like, I mean, my kids are way older. I have adult kids. I have kids all the way from 23 to nine years old. And so, you know, I, when I, I, different opportunities based on what I know now. You know, like I, if I could go back and do it differently, sure, it would have been really empowering for them, but they learned the lessons they needed to learn for those reasons. And now they get to empower their money mindset based on what I know now. And so I just want to remind parents, don't beat yourself up. You know, that's not going to help anything. <laughs> you know, so I would say if, no matter what age they are, it, you want to be doing consistent work. You want to be, and I, I, it's it's funny, I've been playing with the idea of just getting rid of the word work. Like I've been doing consistent, playful growth Journey, you know, exercises and mindset shifts and training my brain in a new direction to where I want to rethink everything about money and I want to rethink everything about all of the stuff I've been told about that piece of hard work and that you can't make money doing what you love. And that, you know, when you're 65, after you've worked your butt off for 45 years, now you get to retire and have fun. Like, no, thank you. I don't want any part of that. (laughs) And so, you know, it's practically you're going to developmentally grow with your kids. Obviously, when they're zero, when they're newborns versus 15, you're going to have very different conversations about money. Again, it's always going to start with you. And, and I, there isn't a one, I don't believe that there's a one solution fix all for all families. They're going to be in different circumstances. If you live in a single parent household versus a double parent household, it's going to be a different reality. And so, you know, you've got to, learn to move with a flowing way with the circumstances that you're in and train your mindset. And then this is where it's fascinating, this kind of work, like when you're on the personal growth and development journey, you start to realize there is no answer and there's no plan as specific as Master yourself, and then everything will come to you more easily and it won't feel stressful. You know, so it's like, of course, you're going to have some financial planning stuff, but I don't do that kind of work with people. I do like, let's master your mindset, and all the other stuff falls into place. I mean, since I started doing this work, you know, I built a six figure business, it's growing. You know, I'll be on my way to seven figures. I have passive streams of income, I have investments. You know, this was in 2017, it's only 2021 right now, and I have completely transformed my reality. And so I don't, I'm not afraid of retirement. I'm not afraid. I'm more focused on how do I make today awesome because I have today. Like I'm not always planning for the future. Yes, I have investments growing. And I think like, oh yes, when I, when I retire all these things, but I don't think about my life as like when I retire, because I love what I do every day. I don't, I don't care when I retire. I won't retire. I want to work forever because I like what I do. And so you want to create a life for your kids where you're doing that. They model that. And then they get to actually expand and blossom into these amazing, incredible, abundant beings that they are, instead of being stifled in the box of you should do this, you should do that, you should do this so that you're safe and secure and have a certain amount of money in the bank that you never get to enjoy until you're 65 and you might not even be healthy then.
0: Yeah, I hear you. And I think also like when it comes down to, to this work that you're describing, it's a team effort, right? Even though we're focused on kids, but it's like a lot of times, I don't know, maybe this is just in my head, but... Like okay, I've got to do this work myself. No, well I do, but I've got to bring in my significant other, right? Whoever else is involved in your household, because yeah. I mean, it's odd. sometimes like I I even like point out to my husband, like you know, don't say certain phrases, right? Like because I, somehow I'm hearing them, but it's like it's these unconscious you know thoughts or ideas in our head. I'm like, all right, maybe we shouldn't be saying that, like. Or a lot of times we're like, don't do this, don't do that. I'm like, no, we got to get away from this negative no kind of about, you know, yeah. Yeah. But so, I mean, my point was here, like, okay, bring your significant other into the equation on the same page. Yeah, again, like that that energy that kids are getting from us is really crucial.
1: So big, Anna. I want to, like something you're saying is so incredibly important that I want to focus on it because I want everyone here, especially if your audience is a lot of moms, like women, Need to make sure they're financially empowered. I don't care what your circumstances are. It's your, like, would you delegate your physical exercise to someone else and expect to feel healthy in your body? No, you got to take care of your physical body every day. Same thing with your financial well being. Like, do not, I see this happen so many times, and it happened in my history a lot, which is why I'm so you know, inspired to empower, I, I, I work with men and women, but I love working with empowering women financially because I feel like I was raised fundamentalist Christian. And so I had a lot of beliefs around like, women aren't supposed to work. They're not supposed to be the breadwinners. They're supposed to stay home with the kids. It's It's actually a sin for them to do those things. And so I had to deal with all that. And getting rid of those beliefs, you know. So I had a lot of beliefs around women not being financial powerhouses, and that it wasn't. And I still—that's still something I break down on a consistent basis. Like I bump up against it and be like, "Oh, this is this relates back to that belief still." Like, wow, you know, I'm just I'm getting married in a couple of weeks in Hawaii, and I'm like, you know, we're integrating our finances, and I'm like oh, this is like a whole nother level of conversations around money. So what you're saying is so important. Be a financially independently powerful person, both men and women, whatever, you know, or whatever configuration of relationship you have. It doesn't matter what the gender is. Be a financial powerhouse yourself. Bring that to the table and then be interdependent with someone else. And it's both of your jobs to create financial abundance together. You know, one of the biggest fights couples have is money. And so, you know, I think it's incredibly important for couples to write a money story together. And then they, you know, write your money mapping together. Like, what do we want to create? And how do we want to talk about? How do we want to feel about it? How, how, how do we feel about how we earn money? How do we, you know, what is it that we want to be doing with our life energy? Because, you know, you get this life and this body and then you don't know what's next. And make this day, this every single day awesome. Make your life awesome. And because our world revolves around, you know, needing money to do things, make it awesome. Figure out wealth consciousness. I mean, I think it's one of the most important things that you can do to empower your relationship and your parenting.
0: Hey, Money Bosses, are you ready to get your financial life in order once and for all, as soon as possible? Are you tired of living paycheck to paycheck? Do you often lose track of how much money you have to spend? Do you want to get your financial life together but just don't quite know how? I am with you. I've been there. I've struggled through all of these. And I know you owe it to yourself. You owe it to yourself to get better. So why do you continue to struggle? I know you can get your own money in order. It took me years to figure out. It took me years of pain, struggle, frustration, anger. But you don't have to go through all of that. You don't even have to get a financial planning degree like I did in order to be successful. Allow me to present to you my Money Flow System, a free playbook of how you can automate your finances even if you hate Budgeting. After you download this free playbook, you will never have to worry about budgeting. And who likes that budgeting thing anyway? You will stop accumulating debt and create a bulletproof plan of how to quickly pay it off. You will be able to pinpoint exactly what your income and expenses are. You will never have to miss a single bill again, and you will always, always have a solid idea of how much money is in each of your accounts. So head over to money-flow-system.com to download my free Money Flow Playbook, a blueprint to streamline your finances in less than five five weeks. Guaranteed. Head over to money-flow-system.com. I think a lot of what you said just now, I think the word wealth is quite scary for a lot of people. Like I don't hear a lot of it in conversations, you know, that I usually have with clients. It isn't I mean, I know they know that and that's you know something really significant and important. Do you know why? Like building wealth is kind of the opposite of almost like having enough money, right? Or like yeah. it, I mean, things are thrown around the financial independence. And so What is the block around that?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, first, this will help because this is awesome. Most people don't even think about what the word wealth means. It's actually the combination of the words health and well-being. Money has nothing to do with it. It's health and well-being is wealth right? So when you think about building your wealth, it's a holistic picture of, is my body healthy? Am I spiritually feeling great? Is my, am I growing my net worth in whatever form of currency? Because it's going to move to digital currency, right? So like, is it that currency? Like whatever that is, it, that's the survival ability to you know, expand at your impact in the world and, and increase value, right? So it's like, but I look at it as a holistic picture. Like you're, you want to build your mental wealth, your spiritual wealth, your physical wealth, your currency wealth, you want to build all of those. It's not about money. It, it, money is just a symbol of one way we express value in the world.
0: Yeah. No, it's so powerful. I hope I hope you guys go back and really listen to this definition because it definitely has a lot of powerful energy. So what some of the other steps that or you know, practical, everyday activities you would recommend for parents to get their kids engaged and creating their own money
1: story, right? Because
0: that's what they're really... Learning to do from number
1: eight. Yeah, yeah, you know it's it's fun because my kids right now, like right after we finish this recording, I'm going to the coffee shop with my daughter who's 23 and just graduated from college, and she's working and creating a business on the side because she's like, I want. She said the coolest thing to me the other day. She said, I want an S ton of money. She's like, mom, I want a a lot of money doing exactly what I love so I can live my life on my terms. And I'm like, yes. And that's what she's creating. (laughs) You know, and I go, and it's, it's a journey, right? So, you know, some practical things, it's like conversations. I did a, you know, I was like, oh, let's read this book together. Let's read this book and talk about it. So, rich dad, poor dad, you know, or whatever money mindset book. Start reading it as a family. Like, do fun money talk. If you decide to do allowance, give the child allowance and then give them a fun game to play with it. And go like, okay, you've got five bucks. Like, let's look at what you would do. Like, you can even sit down and do like mathematical graphs if you want to look at compounding interest. You could teach them the rule of seventy-two. You know, I mean, you could do all kinds of fun things. Like, make it a game play fun money games with them and then talk about it. There's a rich dad, poor dad book for kids. Like you join wealth building groups and then in- include your kids in it. I mean, there's so many fun things you could do, but you're not going to do any of those things. And if you feel scared about talking about money. So your first thing is like, go. Oh, let's talk about money. Just ask your kids, what do you think about money? And see what they say. I was on a another podcast that was specific for kids. And I said that and he's like, oh my God, that's amazing. Like, No one just talks about it. Like we teach our kids through lecturing. We tell them how it is. Versus asking them what they believe about it and helping them, you know, so become a coach for your kids, which means you got to learn to coach yourself first. But it's like, just ask, like, what do you think about money? And then hear what they have to say because it will surprise you, I bet. (laughs) And so if your kids are little, they're not going to have that conversation. But, you know, starting like five, I had a really fun conversation with my um, stepson in the car the other day. He's nine. And he said, you know, we were having the same conversation. He was talking about this really nice car he wanted. And he's like, I better work hard for that. I'm like, well, actually, (laughs) I was like, what if, you start investing money now and you have that money, make money for me. he's like, so you mean money becomes your employee. I'm like, exactly. And it's just cool. To, you know, and then he like, now he'll say these things. He's like, he's like, I got to have my money, make money for me. You know, how can it be a fun game? And it's just fun to get to start to implement those ideas and plant those seeds into his brain. I call him, when I talk about money story, it's, I call it the money OS, your money operating system. And it's like, you get downloads into it and they're either downloads you want or they're viruses. And so start downloading the positive things into your kids' brains and just have fun with it. There's no right or wrong way to do it. It's about open conversation, consciousness, exploration, playing with it. Share your own vulnerabilities, like share your money story with your kids. They will, it will blow their mind. You know, like when you start to have older kids that you can talk to those things about and you share your money journey with them, they're like, oh, but normally we don't talk about any of that. We just go, go to school, get good grades, work hard. You know, get a good job. That's all we do. That's how we train our kids about money, and that is not helpful.
0: Yeah, one of the things that kind of goes hand in hand, but more from the technical side of things, because clients do ask me this a lot, and especially I've noticed this more, in you know, and my clients who are you know older, a lot closer to retirement, versus my younger clients who are just starting out. When do you show your kids your money? Like, when do you show them uh-huh. your open up your books? Like, here's what we got. Here's how much money mom makes. Here's how much dad makes. And and so it is so hard for some reason for people to say, Okay, here's what I got. And so yeah. they're agonized about it. They think about I have one couple particularly right now, they are in their seventies and they are they're just having like tremendous hardship right now to talk to their adult kids about m yeah. we They have a lot of wealth, but for some reason to them, yeah. it's like oh my gosh, why would we why would we tell them that now? Like, well, they'll find out when you guys pass away. Yeah. It's really so, anyway, I just wanted to bring this up because it goes along with what you're talking about, like teaching kids to do, you know, all of these things. Like, give them the practical experience too. Yes, um, show them, right? Give them the ability to to do it. I know for young kids, and I'm just about to, I guess, you know, in the next year or so, start doing it with my son Liam. But I like the idea of the the three jars: to save, give, and spend. And so, because you can give them actual coins or so give them, you know, dollars. So they yeah. Can, put it in these jars and kind of experience it. So yeah, I love wanted-
1: that. Yeah, you could, now you, you could add a jar of invest and then yeah. like, that's the passive to teach them that your money can make money for you. I mean, obviously with the saving, you can do that as well but you could have like a save, I have like a money magnet account where it's just saving that tracks mm-hmm. money. And then I have like an invest and I have, you know, then escalating levels of risk and that kind of thing. One thing I want to say though, that's really important is that anything you're hiding, mm-hmm. it shows that you have shame around it. Right, so if we're hiding something and we don't want to talk about it, so a lot of people have wealth shame, and which people are surprised by. They're like, "How could you be ashamed that you have a lot of money?" I run into this all the time with wealthy people or people who have a lot of money in the bank. Let's say. You know, where they go, I don't want to talk about it. I minimize it. I feel embarrassed about it. And so they have that money block that money is bad somewhere in them. So the three money blocks that I teach people is money is bad, money is scarce, money causes stress. And in the money is bad, it includes wealth shame where people hide it and minimize it because they think somehow they're going to be judged in a certain way for it. So it's like they want to hide it. And the earlier you can start talking to your kids about this stuff, the better. Because anything that you're ashamed about causes weird energy around. Shame is one of the lowest frequencies. It's actually the lowest frequency. <laughs> I, have a, I have a scale of consciousness frequency on my... And shame is the very lowest. Lowest shame, guilt, fear. Those are very low frequencies. So when we're hiding things, you're emitting a negative frequency about money. And so those, you know, the kids of the parents who had that their kids' whole life, I would, you know, it'd be fun to hear their kids' money stories because I'm sure that they've got some shame around money. And so we pass those things on intergenerationally to our families just by not even talking about it. So just, you know, everyone here listening, remember, if you're afraid to talk about it, it's because somewhere in you have the money block and it's, it's a shame response, shame and guilt and fear. And then you're transmitting that to your kids. So start talking about it. Talk to someone who you're not scared to talk. Talk to yourself about it through starting to journal about it. Like start to let it out because when you let something out, it reduces the shame. You know, an example is like when I opened the conversation here with you and I said I had an affair, I used to get red and sweat when I would tell people that I was embarrassed, ashamed. I felt like, oh, my God, I'm broken. I can't believe I'm saying this out loud. You know, and now it's like I can talk about it easily because, you know, I've done the work on myself to repair. I've done the work with my ex-husband to repair. And I'm like, this is helpful for people to hear because we all have hard stuff going on inside. And the more that you can talk about it, the easier it gets to start to move through it and bring it to your conscious awareness so you can be empowered instead of letting it run your life.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. I actually thought I overheard you at the beginning when you mentioned that.
1: <laughs> yeah. But
0: in my mind. I was like, okay, does she over here or, or her husband? So yeah. I just moved on. I see I mean it is unconscious in my head too. Like, okay, well, I, I, okay. But I'm, I'm, thank you so much for bringing this up as an example, because this is
1: a real life example where you're like, okay, I can talk about it. I'm sure it wasn't easy at the beginning. No. You know? And telling people I was on food stamps, like, oh, I used to, I would take my grocery cart through the aisle. I like down the, uh, the aisle by the checkouts and be like, which person do I think is going to judge me the least that I'm on food stamps? I was so embarrassed mm-hmm. about it. You know, and I'd be like, are they gonna think my coat's too nice and I shouldn't be on food stamps? And why am I in food? Like, I mean, are they judging me? And it was awful. It was horrible. And and I was so much shame about it. <laughs> and it took me a while to share that with people out loud. You know, now it's like I'm known for going from food stamps to six figures. And I'm like, thank God that I learned to share those things because it helped me heal my money story and it helps other people heal their money stories.
0: Yeah. And your people around you. So let's talk a little bit about, I know you have a really awesome tool where people can kind of get started with this, with this process
1: and along with everything that you shared. Yeah. If they go to moneyblocksprofile.com, moneyblocksprofile.com, they can take, it takes two minutes and it's an awesome tool. It's definitely geared toward entrepreneurs, but you will still learn something in there, even if you're not an entrepreneur about your money block and and then it leads to a masterclass that teaches you even more about all of the money blocks. And the, here's the thing to remember: you always are going to run into each of these money blocks over your life course. They just keep, you know, filtering through as you take quantum leaps of evolution of yourself. You'll like, let's say, you have kids, all of a sudden new money blocks, or or you get married, new money blocks. You break through a new level in your career or your business, a new money block. And it's, so it's the same money blocks, but different beliefs around it kind of from a different angle. You know? So for me, like I was saying, you know, I'm getting married just yesterday. We were talking about, you know, we're combining an investment account and I'm like, you know, what does this bring up for you? Here's what it brings up for me. Like, let's talk about it. And so it's this new block of like bumping up against myself of like, Ooh, am I ready to like, like I've been, since I got divorced and a lot of that was around money. It's like, You know, am I ready to be interdependent? You know, so, you know, that quiz will help people see a lot about themselves and start the practices that I've been sharing with you.
0: Yeah, no, I think it's really awesome. We'll share the links in the show notes for sure. How else our listeners can connect with you, Dr. Amanda?
1: Yeah, there's also my podcast called Max Potential Money. So if they type in maxpotentialmoney.com, they'll find all the stuff there or just you know on any platform they're listening to. I have a YouTube channel. If everything is on my website, nfamoney.com, nfamoney.com. And so if they go there, they'll see all the stuff and have all the resources. If they are entrepreneurs, I'm launching a new course. It's going to be my new program that I work with people People in groups and so excited about it. it's called charge what you're worth because people get really stuck here and when you move through that it helps you with sales fears imposter syndrome you know this like really stepping in your power doing what you love and knowing how to charge what you're worth so that'll be yeah, fun very cool,
0: topic. very cool topic i have to i had to face this just just recently but we can talk about it on another yes. episode <laughs> <laughs> yes We can include those links too. All right. Well, for all the time we have today, any last minute suggestions or thoughts?
1: You know, I'd like to leave the lasting thought. Remember how powerful you are in in and of yourself. Like you are joyful. You are abundant. You can be wealthy no matter where you are today. You can let go of the past, be present today and decide. I'm willing to empower myself and my children and my families and be a powerful wealth conscious money, you know, networks, creator, where I do what I love and I enjoy what I do by working on myself. So just always remember my outer world is a reflection of my inner world. And if I don't like my results I'm getting on the outside, work on what's within. You can empower your money story starting today and create a whole new reality that is so much more expansive than you could ever imagine.
0: I love it. I'm excited for that next level. Thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Thank you for having me on.
0: And of course, not having a clear strategy or plan on how to protect your hard-earned money. Until next time, remember, you are the boss of your life.